Common Sensors Podcast Consumers. Welcome to episode 56 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell to the Wall, hosted by me, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. We have a very exciting episode for you this particular Labor Day weekend in the year of our Lord 2021. Should we call it the year of our Lord 2021? Hasn't been that great. Hasn't been terrible. Hasn't been that great. Uh, but before we get into all of those things, we always kick things off with our social plugs. You can keep up with the podcast during episodes, four episodes, after episodes, whenever you so please, and you can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's right, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Uh, and of course, head on over to YouTube, subscribe to our official YouTube channel, which would be youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall. Very easy. You just need to remember the name of the podcast. And it's Go Tell It to the Wall. I know we're doing Common Sense Sundays, but all of it is with Go Tell It to the Wall under that umbrella, if you will. Uh, and, of course, my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N. Follow that one. Not all Go Tell It to the Wall content on there, but lots of great stuff. And had some pictures from this past weekend up there that you may or may not be interested in, but check it out. Follow me. I usually tend to follow back unless you're some kind of spamming account which you're probably not listening to this podcast if you are. Those are just random requests that I get. Uh, so those would be all the ways to follow us. But more importantly, and all-encompassing of those things would be our official website, which is SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. You're actually going to find stuff you won't find anywhere else. There's photos up there you can't find anywhere else, videos, blog posts, all kinds of great things. And, of course, you can find links to those things I just mentioned, as well as our Patreon campaign. Help us out financially if you have the means to do so and you see fit to do it, uh, or help out some other great artists and broadcasters out there. And if you don't want to become a patron, you can support us by picking up some merch. That's right, some official Go Tell It to the Wall merch. Uh, you'll find a link to our merch website right there on SeanO'RourkeLive.com. All right, uh, and... Just for those of you that aren't seeing the video, and I mentioned it last episode, uh, we my hair, it is purple now. It's officially purple. I will say, you, you may remember a few months ago, it was purple, but it didn't come out quite as well as, as, as I would have hoped. And part of that was from, from not bleaching my hair. My shirt is wrinkled here. I'm getting distracted. We get, we're getting tangented already. Uh, but it was didn't come out as well as I would have liked it to. Bleaching it certainly made the difference if, if you're thinking about coloring your hair using some of the Manic Panic or any of those other things. Unless you have really light hair to begin with, then I think you'll be okay. But definitely bleach it out, strip it out, as they say. Uh, there was a drastic difference when I actually put the purple in and made it, it, it made it much, much more purple, uh, as anyone watching the video can see. But those of you that aren't seeing the video, just envision very purple hair on the top of my head because uh, it, is, it is quite purple. Uh, and actually, there's some pictures of it on Instagram, so follow that, my my own personal Instagram account there. Uh, and, of course, as I mentioned to people that are watching the video feed, my voice is not 100% right now, nor is my hearing. So if I'm a little louder than usual, that would be because I'm, I'm not completely accurately monitoring myself through my headphones, simply because my hearing is not all there. Uh, I made the mistake of, and it's so funny, I always do this. 
I tend to bring my earplugs. I don't always remember to put them in when I go to shows. Uh, but when I go to outdoor shows, I don't always put them in. Uh, in fact, my wife joined me, which is rare. She only likes to go to the big festivals and stuff. Uh, joined me over this weekend for Hello Mega Tour, which I'll talk about during entertainment news here. And uh, she's like, oh, I forgot earplugs. And I even said to her, I was like, ah, it's outside. It's not near as bad. But when you're in the pit for that particular tour, oh boy, it was hitting much louder than I had anticipated, despite the fact that it was outside. So I'm going to do my best right now. With, and then, of course, my voice is not all there because I was screaming and singing and all those things through a mask, which, well worth it. Much safer to be wearing a mask, but... Uh, and my voice wouldn't have been perfect either way, uh, but but singing along with a lot of songs, which which I'll get into some details in kind of my own review uh, of Hell Omega once we get to entertainment news. So so bear with me. I might sound a little bit different. I might sound a little bit louder. Uh, that would be due to destroying my eardrums as well as as my vocal cords uh, over this this past weekend, uh, Friday to be exact. All right, we got a lot we got a lot to get through. So <laughs> let's get into some some digital trends here. I uh, got some good ones this week. I will say this, you know, I didn't know much about this particular gym. I see them pop up a lot. And I've once or twice seen a couple of, uh, you know, uh, memes, I guess, or funny stories about it. But there's a gym called Planet Fitness. It's a chain of gyms. I, I, if, I, if, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it is fairly inexpensive compared to, to some gyms. And tr trust me, gyms can get expensive. <laughs> Uh, I've been a bit of a gym rat in my life and throwing money away to a gym, using it. You know, I wasn't one of those people that just had this gym membership not using it, uh, but but yeah, it can get quite expensive. So I believe Planet Fitness is on the more inexpensive side of that. Uh, but that is trending on the social platforms right now, mainly for ridiculous workouts. <laughs> so that people are finding other people at the gym. Now, and, and I have talked about this on the podcast. You shouldn't have your phone out at the gym. You shouldn't be taking videos or pictures. So I, I in no way am I endorsing that. Uh, however, I will admit, it's been kind of funny seeing some of these ridiculous workouts. People that don't know how to use workout machines. Uh, various things along those lines. Uh, and of course, that's why it's trending. And I came to this realization as I was looking through some of these posts that apparently it is a bit of the Walmart of gyms. Uh, you know, I don't love Walmart. I'm not going to sit here and insult Walmart. But we all know that the whole trend people of Walmart so it seems to me that, that Planet Fitness is a bit of the Walmart of gyms. Uh, but I will also say, as like I said, I've been a gym rat. I have been a member of higher-end gyms uh, as well as, uh, you know, kind of middle-grade gyms. I've, I've had an LA Fitness membership. I've had a three, uh, 360 club uh, membership, if you're not familiar with that. That's actually where Ty, Tybo started. That was uh, ah, Billy Blaine, I believe is his name. No insult toward them. It's great fitness craze, I guess. I never did it, but that's where he started, uh, as well as Hyperion Gym, uh, which was actually on the Disney lot. And no matter which kind of gym, I have seen strange things at, at gyms. You're going to see them anywhere, uh, but I will say it, it, is, it is good for a laugh on Twitter right now because it's trending and you can see some of these funny things. Don't go to gyms and take video and pictures of people. That's just plain rude, uh, especially in locker rooms. We had a controversy years ago. With some with a woman taking photos in a locker room, uh, and I railed rightfully so against that. Uh, and I w one tip I will give you: I don't know if this is the case with women's locker rooms, uh, but in men's locker rooms at any gym, I don't care how high end of a gym it is, do not use the the hair dryers. Some of you probably know what I'm talking about, and I'm not going to get into details of why you should not use the hair dryer in a men's locker room at gyms. Uh, just don't do it. 
guys are kind of weird sometimes, and, and they're using those things not on the hair on their head all the time. So just keep that in mind. Don't touch that hair dryer. I use a hair dryer at home. I, I refuse to use one at a gym in a gym locker room. It's just not, no. I don't care how. I don't care if it's a country club, any of that stuff. Don't, don't do it. Just trust me on this. <laughs> and that's not just my germophobia and my obsessive compulsive disorder speaking. It's just common sense. You don't want to be touching those hair dryers. You don't know where they've been. You just don't. All right, moving along. Hashtag, I'm at the age when this one hit home for me. I've talked about this many times on the podcast. I don't understand half of social platforms. I'll go to skim through Twitter. Uh, Twitter is actually a great place to, to get news. Now, you can't take everything for fact, uh, but you can, you know, I use it to see what's trending on the digital platforms. A lot of it's great for, for news pieces because it's, and we're not talking just people spouting off, you know, reputable news organizations tweet stuff out and it, it's good to kind of sort through what's going on throughout the world. I don't recommend only using Twitter, uh, but that's mainly what I use it for. But Twitter is the biggest culprit. I don't understand half of what's going on there. Uh, so that's why this one uh, hit hit hard for me. And uh, and today in particular was was one of the, well, this past few days, but today there was one in, one particular thing, and then something's been going on for a few days now. Uh, but that would be something called Ran, Ranboo. Ranboo uh, was trending. I don't understand. I still don't understand what it is. I think it has something to do with some kind of broadcaster influencer or something. People are losing their minds because they were trying to buy merch which I, I kind of understand because I dealt with that at the Hell Omega Tour, but before we get to that, uh, and I was like, what is this? And immediately in my, this is how old I am, immediately in my thought I was like, is this some kind of Rambo Halloween costume? Ran, boo, and it was Ran, I believe R-A-N, but like that, that's what I thought of eventually, and I was like, yes, I, I am old. This is making me feel old because I don't even know what the hell's going on, and everyone's freaking out. Oh, yep, I, whatever you guys are talking about, I don't understand it. And that's how a lot of Twitter is for me. I don't understand what people are talking about half the time. Uh, so that definitely makes me hashtag I'm at the age when I don't understand Twitter. Uh, and the other thing that's been happening in the past couple days is apparently Drake. We all know who Drake is. I couldn't rec I couldn't uh, identify a single song of his. I believe he had an album just come out. Is it, feuding with Kanye. I know who Kanye is. Uh, I could identify some of his earlier songs. We all know some of them. Uh, couldn't tell you anything about his newer songs in that new album. Yeah, I talked about it last week. I have no interest in supporting Kanye. No interest in listening to Kanye. If you want to, it's fine. If you want to listen to Drake, that's fine. Uh, but apparently they have some kind of feud going on right now. Uh, and of course, that's all over the social platforms. Uh, making me, again, feel hashtag I'm at the age when I just don't care and don't understand what these people are feuding about. These these musicians, artists, everything else. And it's like, that's, that's the thing. I, I like Twitter f for news. I don't contribute much to Twitter. Uh, we used to promote the official Go Tell It to the Wall uh, uh, Twitter uh, account, which we still have. <laughs> it just gets no use. Uh, it's, it's actually at Tell the Wall Pod or something. I don't even remember what it is. And then my own is at Magic Muppet, which that's the one I use, but I don't contribute to Twitter. I don't have the patience for that. I don't want to argue with people. Uh, on social platforms, and that's the majority of what's going on on Twitter. Uh, it is entertaining to consume it at times, but it I, I understand maybe 50% of what's going on on Twitter there, and, and that definitely makes me feel my age, which is not that old, for the love of God. Not that old. But if you want to feel old, Twitter is the place that will do it for you. All right, uh, hashtag National Cheese Pizza Day. That's right, today, Sunday, September 5th, is... Hashtag, because you have to have the hashtag, hashtag National Pizza Cheese Pizza Day. 
Uh, I will say this about cheese pizza. Uh, it, it's very underrated. Very underrated. Nothing wrong with just a little bit of cheese pizza. Everyone's got to load toppings. On, and I enjoy toppings. Especially if I'm in the in the Midwest Chicago area. Give me that sausage, man. They don't make good sausage here in California to put on pizza. It's, it's rare to find it. Uh, I am spoiled because I have a place nearby. Shout out to Town Pizza here in Highland Park. They have good sausage. And I'm not saying it's all bad. That's the thing, too, is whenever I... I say these things about you know certain cuisines and everything, and it's, if you like this, that's fine. It's just I grew up on really good pizza uh, and, and sausage in Chicago because I, in some ways, grew up in Chicago, spending so much time there as a kid, uh, despite really being a California boy. Uh, but so so that's just what I prefer. Cheese pizza severely underrated, uh, and those of you that are of a certain age and are familiar with the movie Home Alone, I'm always reminded of. Uh, of uh, Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone, who who loved loves his cheese pizza. Nothing wrong with a little bit of cheese pizza. All right, and that, of course, leads us to hashtag fake pizza facts. Hashtag fake pizza facts. Those go hand in hand. We got some, some social trends going hand in hand, of course. Uh, I'm sure one spawned the other. Uh, but well, what I will say for my hashtag fake pizza fact is pineapple belongs on pizza. This is one of the hottest... Topics of discussion when it comes to pizza. You want to put pineapple on your pizza? By all means, put pineapple on your pizza. It doesn't belong there. And I live in Los Angeles. You can find some funky-ass pizza toppings uh, at certain locations around Los Angeles. And I'm like, you know what? Give me the cheese pizza. Give me a little sausage. Uh, you know, I will do a little jalapenos. I like a little heat on my pizza at times. Uh, and, and my obsession with bacon does come out at times. And I, and I, I don't mind a little bit of bacon depending where the pizza's from. If I'm having really, really good pizza, it's like, no, just give me give me the basic. Uh, you know, if I'm having kind of, you know, junkier pizza, for lack of a better word, like some Domino's, then I'm like, ah, throw some bacon on there. You know, give it a little more flavor. All right, moving on to uh, some COVID updates now. All right, I got to gotta lock in for this one. Really, really hoping that we'll get rid of this, this segment one day. Uh, I don't see it happening anytime soon. Thanks, everybody down there in the south. And California, too. See, when I say in the south, I'm talking about, you know, the southern part of the United States. Also, south of where I live, uh, in Orange County and San Diego, where people are just maniacs uh, when it comes to COVID and, and certain things revolving around that. So we're just going to keep talking about it because there's, there's constant news. It's ever-evolving, always changing. We got the next variant that's going to be coming down the line here because people won't get vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, right now what's going on, we have a lot of overcrowding in hospitals. You know this. And this is why I bring this up is because everyone's like, oh, COVID is a personal decision and everything else. What's happening now is because of the overcrowded hospitals. And I will say I literally have a friend, a very good friend, who has a relative uh, that actually got a treatable infection, was unable to get into a hospital down there in the south, and because of that is now in hospice. They're in hospice. They're unfortunately likely to pass away uh, because people are greedy, only thinking about themselves, not getting a vaccination, not taking care of themselves, not va masking up, and taking up hospital beds when there are people out there who've done everything they can and get some kind of sickness or infection that can be treated, but this is what's happening. So you're literally killing people by not getting the vaccine, not putting on masks. It's, it's ridiculous at this point. We're seeing deaths. Selfish Americans. That's what it is. We're so selfish in this country. It's utterly astounding. In fact, most other countries are doing their part. We're pretty much the laughing stock of the world right now when it comes to 
our response to COVID and the coronavirus and everything revolving around that. Most other countries are like, yeah, we'll put on masks. Most other countries are like, yes, please give us the vaccine. Even countries that don't have as much access to the vaccine, they're like, please give, we need more vaccines. We need more doses of the vaccine. Whereas here in America, they're like, oh, we got to throw this shit away because people aren't actually using it and it's expiring now. Absolutely amazing. I had a, I have a friend who went to Korea recently for work um, and said, he said, it's like, it's just completely different world there. Not obviously culturally, it's a different country. I get that. Uh, but their sense of civic responsibility when it comes to COVID and the outbreak and the virus and everything, again, revolving around that, they put on everybody's in masks. It's not a problem. Nobody's throwing a fit over having to wear a mask. They do it because it's their responsibility to others around them. Contact tracing, stuff like that. Most other countries are participating so willingly in this. Uh, and then we have here people in the United States that just want to rail against everything. They don't want to wear a mask. They don't want to get a vaccine. They don't care about their fellow Americans. It's amazing how you always you always see this like civic pride and everything else. And God bless America and all that bullshit. And then you don't give a shit about your neighbor. It's, it's absolutely astounding. It really is. But we're just so, we're so selfish as a country. And certain areas are better than others, but really overall, you know, because you hear it. I, I thank God for California. I love California, but we, we have it here too. You go just south of where I live. I mean, Los Angeles is, is for the most part pretty good when it comes to that. There's going to be selfish people everywhere. And I'm sure there, there are selfish people in other countries, but not, it's not as rampant as it is here in the United States. And you can say, oh, bigger population, like, hello, <laughs> look at China. Such a sense of civic responsibility when it comes to COVID. Bigger population than the United States. So don't, I don't want to hear that. Well, we have more people. Shut up. doesn't matter how many people you have. Care about your neighbor. Not only not giving people COVID, but not overcrowding hospitals so that people, when they actually need to go to the hospital and it's not some dumb reason, like they didn't want to take a vaccine, they didn't want to wear a mask, they were just going into big crowds of people knowing they were infected. Keep that in mind. I hope we can get to a better place when it comes to this. I just, I don't see it happening anytime soon, but, and I don't know how people are going to learn their lessons. We're going to talk about a certain broadcaster as we move through this uh, COVID update section here. Uh, there's con And the other, this is what else gets me. Constant questions on social. This is, this is a great example of it. Uh, I see people posting, you know, in like shows and everything else or like how they can go places and they're like, is, do, do they require vaccines? Do they require a negative test? And it's like, just get the fucking vaccine. You shouldn't be asking these questions. Just get it. And then you have your proof of vaccination. Call it a day. But everyone's so concerned. It's happening even even in the punk community. It's happening right now. A lot of people are backing out of punk rock bowling there in Vegas because they're requiring vaccines and or negative tests. Compassion for fellow man. Caring for fellow man. That's something we do not have in this country. And it's just getting, it's just getting out of hand. And especially in certain areas, 50,000 cases, 55,000 cases in Texas schools, not just in Texas, in Texas schools, children. We're talking about children here. 50,000 cases. They've had multiple districts closed, multiple school districts closed in Texas because of outbreaks of COVID. And a big part of that is they're not requiring kids to wear masks. They're going unmasked everywhere. I mean, don't even get me started on I was watching a little bit of college football yesterday. 
uh, University of Texas down there in Austin. 100,000 people in that stadium. And, and you can say, oh, it's outside. No, it's outside, but they're packed together. 100,000 plus people, maybe like 5%. You could look at the crowds, 5%, if that, are wearing masks. 5%. It's not that hard to wear a mask. I did it for like seven hours on, on Friday at Dodger Stadium, with the exception of going off in a corner, uh, eating some nachos uh, and drinking a beer. Completely away from everybody. But whenever I was near anybody outside of my wife and my sis, Laura, uh, I, I, I was completely masked. Completely. It's not that hard. Just do it. But that's what we're dealing with. And I'm thankful for Los Angeles because here in Los Angeles, we are not having these type of outbreaks within our school districts. Why? Because kids are required to wear masks. And it's not that hard. I have a four-year-old. She's in pre-kindergarten. She wears a mask all day. Doesn't complain about it. She puts on the mask. My friend's kid who's in uh, preschool, not e- not even quite pre-kindergarten yet, he actually likes wearing a mask. He's always like, oh, where's my mask? Where's my mask? It's not that hard. It's not that hard. But here we are. Texas. Don't even get me started on Texas. I'm I'm going to do my best not to rant about it, and I've made sure to make notes that I'm not going to go crazy on it. I'm just going to simply give my common sense opinion on a couple things because those of you that know me and have listened to the podcast for a long time know where I stand on these issues. But I am going to I am going to touch it just a little bit, just a little bit, because if I didn't, if I didn't try, if I didn't hold myself back on it, I'd spend an entire episode uh, railing against certain things that are happening down there in the state of Texas right now. Uh, and of course, one of those things happening a lot in Texas and elsewhere around the South. Uh, and maybe, I don't think, I haven't heard much about it in California, but is this Invermectin, Invermectin, horse dewormer, livestock dewormer, dewormer, you know, so when livestock has worms and parasitic infections, that's what they use on, well, people are now using this, uh, to treat COVID. I I don't know if it's used, being used preventatively as well, but being used to treat COVID, of course, uh, and the FDA, the FDA has come out and warned people that it can actually be lethal. It can kill you. If you don't know what lethal means, you can die uh, from taking this Invermectin stuff that is meant for horses and livestock. You can die. You know, death. Like, you're dead. Uh, But of course, people, the same people that are taking this Invermectin uh, don't want to get the vaccine because that's experimental, but they will take things that are actually used uh, for livestock and not really on humans. And yes, I know some, I'm going to get emails and say, no, it is occasionally, it's occasionally used in small doses in patients that have a parasite similar to worms. <laughs> That's, so it's not, it's not approved for use to treat COVID uh, and you can literally die from using it. So keep that in mind. And my favorite thing about this is we were hearing for months, uh, people who were against the vaccine and anti-vax and everything else, and they're saying, oh, it's not approved by the FDA. It's not approved by the FDA. It's, you know, we're not going to take it till it's approved by the FDA. Now it's approved by the FDA, and then co- other excuses come up. Uh, and on top of that, we have the FDA saying, don't take Invermectin. So the same people that don't, we're giving that excuse for not taking the vaccine, are now taking something that the FDA has said you should not take. It's all bullshit. It's just, it's a moving goal line when it comes to these things. They're just going to come up with another excuse. One excuse after another. Bottom line, get the fucking vaccine. That's all it is. Speaking of people not getting the vaccine, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, we learned over the past week that he tested positive for COVID. Uh, We don't know for sure if he's been vaccinated or not, but he has spoken out against the vaccine, uh, convincing younger people that they do not need the vaccine, uh, that they should avoid it and everything else. And Well, he caught it, and of course, uh, he threw a bunch of things at it, uh, 
one of those being Invermectin. <laughs> so he was taking Invermectin uh, and all kinds of other stuff, that mononucleal whatever stuff, uh, you know, which I, and I know that has actually been useful in treating COVID. Uh, so I'm not going to sit here and say bad things about it, but I will say you hopefully won't need to get to the point of using that if you just get the damn vaccine. Uh, and of course, he's spreading more bullshit about it. This guy has millions of fans listening to him. Millions. And on top of that, I'll remind everyone, Spotify, the company that gives no money to artists, uh, musical artists, uh, gave him $100 million uh, to be exclusive on their platform and, and feed people bullshit such as uh, don't get the vaccine and take horse dewormer to treat COVID if you do catch it. I don't think we have much overlap with Joe Rogan fans because uh, there's not a lot of common sense going on with that Joe Rogan podcast, whatever he calls it. I think he just calls it the Joe Rogan podcast. Of course he does. I, I can't with that guy. I just, I can't. I, I, what, what are we going to do? What do we do, wall fans? We're never going to come out of this because we have idiots like Joe Rogan running around and all these other things, selfish Americans. Not only do we let him run around, but companies give him $100 million to do it. Amazing. And everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but we have a certain amount of responsibility when you have such a large audience. I'm not saying he should promote the vaccine, uh, but don't spew lies and inaccuracies when it comes to it. How many more people are going to take Invermectin now that they, you know, it was, it was in the news and everything else, uh, but of course with his following, how many people are going to take it and end up either overdosing, having a lethal amount, or we are hearing about that, shitting themselves in the middle of a grocery store. I will say I was looking forward to him possibly recording a podcast, and, and I don't I don't listen, I don't watch, but of course you know that clip would come out if he ends up uh, with a little accident there while he's recording his podcast, which would, that I would enjoy that, I'll tell you that. All right, let's talk a little about a little mental health. Got a little heavy with mental health last week, a little personal, which happens at times, uh, so I'm, I'm going to avoid getting really personal right now. Uh, but I will point out that September, this is the first show of September, uh, September is Suicide Awareness Month. That's right, Suicide Awareness Month. Uh, as well as this week, starting today, September 5th through September 11th, which is next Saturday, uh, is or this coming Saturday, however you want to look at it, is uh, Suicide Prevention Week. I know this is very difficult for a lot of people to discuss, um, especially people that, that have struggled with suicide, whether it's them personally, uh, whether they have family or friends that have struggled with it, uh, or unfortunately have lost people to suicide. It's a very, it's a very tough subject to discuss, uh, but I think it's incredibly important to discuss. It's incredibly important to discuss. Uh, so, so be aware of, know there are resources out there. We have suicide prevention lines. Uh, you know, there are, there are doctors that specialize uh, in, in helping with these things. Uh, so if, if you're struggling with it or you know someone who's struggling with it, know that there are resources. You can't force anyone to do anything, uh, but you can point out that there are resources. You can help help them in the right direction, especially if they happen to be looking for help. Um, and also, be you know, when it comes to your friends and family, be aware of what's going on in their world to an extent, especially if you know they have struggled with it in the past. Uh, and I will point out, which I, I point this out, every Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, this this is not a one-month thing for many people out there. This is an all-year thing that people struggle with. Uh, so even after the month of September is over, 
we should still keep these things in mind, still know that there are resources out there and still be looking out for our friends and family uh, when it comes to, to suicide and suicide prevention and suicide awareness because it's incredibly important. You don't want to see anybody uh, lose their life to suicide. You just, you don't, ever, ever. And I will say, uh, kind of circling back to COVID a little bit, the anti-vax is really taking a strain on a lot of people's mental health. It, it, it really is. Because you, you know, and even, like, think, think back to a few months ago, regardless of where you live around the country, uh, things were looking better. And we had a vaccine and everything else, but then not everyone wanted to take the vaccine, and now we have this Delta variant, and now there's another variant coming down the pipes here. You, you can't... Selfishness is affecting so many people mentally. Your selfishness is affecting others. Your selfishness may even be leading to suicide from others. So keep that in mind. It's not just about you. In any way, is it just about you? And you can't be an advocate uh, for mental health while ignoring science. It's, it's just simple as that. You, you can't. You can't be causing issues... Uh, especially worldwide, but especially in this country, uh, and then pretend to be an advocate for mental health. It doesn't work that way. It's so simple to just get a vaccine. It's so simple to just wear a mask. And you're taking you're taking a toll on so many people's mental health by simply not caring and only thinking about yourself. It's not that hard. It's not that hard to to do your civic responsibility. It's not that hard to care about others and and do what is what is needed to move everybody past this. And that's take, it, I, it is for me. I know it is for many of my friends and family. It's taking a strain on them mentally. Uh, and it's probably not going away anytime soon. So keep that in mind. And I will say, something that's come up recently, uh, and this is this, it's, it's going to sound like I'm being kind of a jerk about this, uh, but mental health and mental illness memes and posts and stuff, I think these can be great in many ways because people scrolling through might see it in this, okay, someone else is feeling the same way I feel. I understand that completely. Uh, but it's also important to keep in mind that there's no simple fix. These memes and stuff, while they can be nice, uh, you're not going to change anybody's mind necessarily just because they read something or saw something, whatever else it is. It goes along the same lines of uh, if, if you're dealing with someone that has a mental illness or a mental health problem and you say, oh, just, just you know, just pick yourself up by the bootstraps and, and get out there, you know. It's like, it's not, it, it sounds simple. But it's not easy to be rational a lot of times when you have a mental illness. Uh, those that know me, my wife especially, she'll be, she'll, and she, she'll know. She won't say to me, you're being irrational. And I will even say, like, I know I'm being irrational right now, but that's, that's what's going on through my head right now. So it's, it's not that simple. Know that a lot of times that goes much deeper than simply seeing a meme or a post or whatever it is. It's like saying, just be positive. Just think positively. It's like, yeah, that's easy to say. It's not as easy to do a lot of times, even for people without a mental illness, let alone those of us that struggle uh, on a daily basis. All right, moving on from that, I've got some positive news. Positive news coming out of some negative news that we got uh, a couple of months ago. We are getting reports uh, about Mark Hoppus of Blink-182, uh, that he has, he has done with his chemo treatments for cancer. Uh, we've mentioned on the podcast, and you've probably seen it in the news, he was, he was dealing with, uh, with cancer treatments. Uh, like I said, came out a couple months ago uh, and has been openly sharing uh, some details about it. Uh, we're now getting word that he's done with his chemo treatments. He's not completely in the clear yet 
but apparently his doctor is feeling very positive and hopeful uh, that the chemo has done its job. Um, so so we're, we're extremely happy here at Go Tell It to the Wall. We're extremely happy for Mark Hoppus. Hope that he is done with it uh, and, and there will not be more cancer treatment. Um, again, I mentioned this months, a couple months ago. I, you know, we wish him the best. Uh, and I will say, and for me, growing up in San Diego, uh, Poway specifically, uh, you know, he, he was always a, a very nice person to, to run across. Uh, they, we all know they're not the greatest live band ever. You know, his banter with Tom was, was quite enjoyable, uh, for a long time there, but they're, they're not the greatest live band, but I will say, uh, Mark Hoppus is one hell of a human being. So regardless of your opinion on Blink-182, uh, you can't help but root for him uh, because he, he's one of the good ones out there. Uh, and I'm happy to see and, and hoping for the best moving forward uh, that, that Mark Hoppus will be completely clear of this horrible, horrible di- disease that is cancer. Uh, I've personally dealt with it uh, multiple times throughout my life, uh, and it, it, it is a horrible, horrible disease uh, that, that hopefully one day we can eradicate. Hopefully. All right, parenting. Ah, the ever-changing mood of a four-year-old. I wanted to talk about this just briefly uh, this week, uh, and that would be so. So, for, you know, for the most part, we've been at home for almost two years now. You know, we took a big road trip in an RV to to avoid getting on a plane and everything else across the country. Uh, you know, and I've been out to a couple shows. My my wife uh, has had smaller work events. You know, outside at a restaurant. Uh, with with coworkers, uh, but my my four year old has has since the beginning of COVID has not been without at least one of us uh, at home or or elsewhere you know out at the park or whatever uh, until Friday until Friday we we started laying the groundwork with my daughter and we got a babysitter who we know personally uh, and has actually babysat for my daughter before we did a nanny share uh, a couple years ago you know long before COVID actually where where. She and a friend, uh, fam- family friends, and, and her friend and friends of ours, uh, they would do, you know, she would nanny for them once a week. So she's very familiar with her, and, and we'd kind of laid the groundwork, like, you know what, mommy and daddy, we're going to a concert uh, on Friday, which I was kind of like, don't mention that as the interrupters, but, you know, of course she finds out it's interrupters, only because she's a big interrupters fan. She's like, can I go? And it's like, no, 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 <laughs> this is 300 plus dollar tickets to be in the pit, well, you know, we're going we're gonna to just hold off on, on bringing you to this particular one. Uh, but she she freaked out about it, freaking out about the babysitter uh, for like a day and a half. You know, she I don't want you to go. And she hit a point where she she was saying to my wife, she's like, Daddy can go and you stay home. And then she was saying to me, like, Mommy can go and you stay home, Daddy. And I was like, Okay, you know, we're it's gonna be okay. We're gonna do this. And then sure enough, it's it's amazing how feelings can flip, I, even for adults, but especially a four year old. The day of this past Friday. She's freaking out a little bit in the morning, and it's kind of like, okay, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Uh, you know, we had to leave really early. We're leaving at like 3 o'clock, uh, and I live very close to Dodger Stadium. We're leaving at like 3 o'clock, so, you know, babysitter comes over. And like two, three hours before babysitter comes over, a switch just flips. And she even said to me, she's like, Daddy, I, I'm excited now. I'm excited for the babysitter. And I was like, okay, great. And then sure enough, by the time the babysitter comes, she's like, okay, we're good. Bye. <laughs> like, the ever-changing moods of a four-year-old. You never know what you're going to get. Um, and it was extra. I think she was going through some extra stuff because it had been almost two years of, of at least, and for the most part, both of us at home, but definitely at least one of us at home. Uh, this was actually my fifth show that I've gotten to go to over the 
past month and a half or so, which I've talked about on the podcast uh, really after each show. And I'm going to talk about Hell Omega once we get to entertainment news. Uh, but that's always a challenge. So if you got kids at home, know that that could flip at any moment and just, you know, just be strong and just, you know, comfort them. That's all. I was like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. I, and I wasn't acquiescing. I wasn't like, okay, we're not going to go. It was like, no, no, you will be fine. You will have fun. Explain. And sure enough, she had so much damn fun. She fell asleep while the babysitter was here. Was something We were having sleep issues where she's like, I don't want to go to sleep and all this other stuff. And she was fine. Get a text from the babysitter while we're in the pit at Hell Omega. She's out. All right. That's great. Oh, you just never know what you're going to get with, with kids, especially at that age. Like, geez. Uh, and also, trying to wake the kid up for pre-kindergarten. She's like a teenager. I know a lot of people have kids. Uh, we have friends that have kids. The kids get up early. Like, I have I have had friends that their kid's up at like 5, 5.30. And they have to be like, just, just sleep for a little bit longer. You know, my kid uh, has never really been an early riser unless there's something going on. You know, Christmas morning, she's like, it's Christmas! Ah! For the most part, she's not a real early riser. Uh, so, so getting her up for school, you know, getting her up at seven in the morning uh, to get to school for, you know, pre-kindergarten by eight twenty when when the bell rings, you know, and feeding her breakfast, and she's rarely <laughs> getting out of bed at seven. It's more like seven fifteen, and you know, you gotta go brush your teeth and eat breakfast and get dressed and like geez, brush your hair. Jesus Christ, it's everything. But when it comes to the weekends, <laughs> and that's what's been happening right now. Uh, in fact, she didn't have school on Friday. She's got a five-day weekend. I don't understand. And I'm not complaining. It's like, all right, we'll have some fun. You know, my wife's got a three-day weekend. Uh, I've kind of got whatever. I do a little bit of work in at Hell Omega, and then I'm sitting in here in the studio on a Sunday, as usual. Uh, but she's got a five-day weekend. So it's like, all right, like we're going to do this. LA Unified School District, giving them five days in a row off. Uh, so on, on Friday morning... She's she's jumping on the jumping on my bed at at seven in the morning. My wife got up to to do a little workout. She does you know one of the workout places. She does like streaming workouts ever since COVID started. So she's in the living room doing a workout. My kid's jumping on my bed at like just a few minutes after seven. I'm like, what the hell? I can't get you up during the week. But then when you are capable of sleeping in a little bit, you know, and I was going to let her sleep in crazy, but you know, it's like okay, we can sleep till like seven thirty, seven forty five. I'm not going to force her to get up. No, she's jumping on the bed. I'm like, well, I would like to sleep a little longer. I am not a morning person. I have, I can usually shift my my sleep patterns to be a little bit of a morning person. For the, I've never been a morning person. I'm sure my daughter gets it from me. So, of course, that's what she's doing. And I guarantee there's going to be a struggle on Wednesday when she goes back to school. Guarantee it. She's And she's, uh, same thing yesterday morning. <laughs> my wife and I are wiped from Hell Omega. She's jumping on the bed at like 7:15. I'm just like, "Come on. You could could you could you sleep a little more today? Mommy and I were jumping around for 7 hours seeing four bands, well, three bands. There's four bands playing. I didn't watch one of them get into that later. I guarantee Wednesday she's going to be like, "Nope, I don't want to get up. I don't want to get up." All right. We'll see how that goes. I'll update everyone uh next weekend cuz I guarantee you I'm going to be struggling with that Wednesday, Thursday, and probably Friday too. And then Saturday morning, she's going to be up at 7, jumping on my bed. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to some common sense here. Mm-hmm. You know where I'm going to kick things off here. And like I said at the top of the podcast, or whatever section I was talking probably during COVID updates there, I'm not going to get into a bunch of details here. I could spend an entire episode railing against the ridiculousness that's going on in Texas right now and regarding the new law that is happening down there. So I'm not going to get into it like crazy, but I, I obviously have to have to mention it to an extent, and I have a couple points on that. Uh, the bottom line here, uh, 
it's none of your fucking business. A woman's body is none of your fucking business. I have said this ever since I was really old enough to think on my own. Uh, I have no right to even speak about abortion laws and all those other things because I don't have a uterus. I don't know what it's like. And even if I was a woman and had a uterus, I would say what other women do with their body is not my concern. It's not affecting you. It has nothing to do with you. You can make up all this other bullshit, whatever you want to do. It has nothing to do with you. A woman's body is her own business. It's simple as that. And I will say, because I guarantee I'm going to get some message on, messages on this, and I've seen it being posted. It's not the same as the vaccine when it comes to COVID. And it's really simple. It's common fucking sense, the difference here. The difference is a woman's body is not affecting you. The COVID vaccine and your lack of getting the COVID vaccine and your reluctance to wear a mask in public settings is affecting other people, just as I discussed during COVID updates a couple minutes ago. That's the difference. So you can say, my body, my choice when it comes to the vaccine, but it isn't just your body, it's other people. And then those same people that say it when it comes to the vaccine completely ignore it when it comes to other women's bodies, which is none of your fucking business. It's simple as that. And that's all I'm going to say on it because I have, there's, there's, it, this is black and white. There's no gray area here. This is black and white. No woman out there wants to go through that procedure willingly. No women out there are saying, oh, I'll just I'm gonna do this once a month. No, it's not fun. They don't want to do that. It is a very difficult decision. Leave it to them. It is a personal choice. It's their own body. Stop. End argument right there. Thank God for California. That's all I can say. Uh, Lyft, and this, this is also relating to the, the, the laws down there in Texas. Lyft came out and announced that they are giving $1 million to Planned Parenthood. One million, and in addition to that, they are covering all legal fees because you've probably all seen details about this, and you can turn people in. And if you drive a, a woman to a clinic, you can actually go to jail, pay fines, all these other things. So Lyft has said if any of their drivers get in trouble for something along those lines, they were going to cover all of the legal fees. Uh, so as much as I never thought I would say this, uh, good on you, Lyft. <laughs> Crazy world we live in when I'm saying, hey, Good, good job, Lyft. Uh, as you know, if you've been a long-time listener, I'm not a huge fan of these ride-sharing companies uh, not respecting their 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 workers. Uh, speaking of California, Larry Elder. Uh, if you're not in California, don't even worry about this. It's I, but I just I I need to speak briefly on this. Uh, and it's really simple. The guy is a sexist piece of shit. Simple as that. Go look at his policies. If you're agreeing with many of his policies, you're a piece of shit as well. He doesn't think sexism exists. He's very, very, uh, he doesn't, to an extent, doesn't think racism exists. He thinks businesses should be able to ask women if they are pregnant or they're going to get pregnant. And that can be used in hiring. Uh, doesn't believe in a minimum wage. That's just the tip of the iceberg. I can also say, uh, I've met the guy personally. Mm -hmm. He was an asshole in person as well. It's not just his persona that he's putting out there as a wannabe politician. He was an asshole in person. Uh, 
I worked in the same building as him. I didn't work for technically the same radio station, uh, but I was in the same building, same company when he was at KABC years ago. Don't trust the guy. I think you're crazy if you're doing it, but if you have to vote Republican, look, look, look elsewhere if you're in California. We don't need that here in California. We just don't. We're better than that. I don't love Gavin Newsom, but goddamn, he's a million times better than Larry Elder. For the love of God. It's amazing. I, and I, I don't see how anyone could vote for him, but especially women. Like, how the hell are women supporting this guy? He he thinks you're less than than you're less you're lesser than a man, and he's open about it. <laughs> Blows my mind. It really does. I just I can't I can't with people anymore. You shouldn't trust any politicians, but especially when what they're saying coming right out of their mouth and supporting is just right in front of your face. Come on now. All right, let's move past this. Jesus Christ. A little bit done with uh, with ranting there. So let's give some good onions here and some more common sense stuff. Uh, the Baylor Baylor University, I believe it's university, but not Baylor College, right? Baylor University down there in Texas. Uh, the women's basketball team has actually changed their team name. Uh, this isn't a complete mascot change, uh, but for those of you familiar with with college sports, a lot of colleges and universities they do this weird thing where for the women's sports team they put the word lady in front of it. So the Baylor women's basketball team has decided to drop, uh, and their mascot is the Bears. They are no longer going to be the Lady Bears. They are going to be the Bears, which makes sense. We don't call the men's teams the guys, the guy bears, do we? Do we? No, we don't. So stop with this Lady Bears stuff, and they're doing that. And a lot of other colleges are, have been following suit for a long time now. Uh, so I'm happy to see this, uh, and it's just a big, fat, common-sense duh to me when it comes to that. Uh, I can kind of see one exception if you have a very gendered mascot. Uh, I believe it's Oklahoma State University. They're the Cowboys. Uh, so I believe some of the women's team go go by Cowgirls, and it's like, oh, okay, I guess. Still not a huge fan, but, you know, come on. Can you imagine Notre Dame, like, the lady fighting Irish? <laughs> like, what? what? Women are Irish as well. We don't need to specify. They're all Irish. My daughter's Irish. My wife married Irish. <laughs> so I'm glad to see that uh, out of the Baylor women's basketball team. We got some news from, from Oracle Park or Oracle Field, whichever they go by, uh, up there in San Francisco. That's where the San Francisco Giants play, the, the baseball team. That's where they play uh, up there in San Francisco. Uh, the, the concession workers, who are union workers uh, for the, the Giants baseball games up there, they have voted to strike uh, over the conditions regarding COVID. Uh, and we found out recently that they have had at least 20 workers get COVID uh, that has been spreading from the ballpark. Uh, so rightfully so, they're going on strike uh, to to get better conditions. And I don't blame them at all. Uh, that's one of the beautiful things about this country is, is being able to go on strike for, for, for things that need to change. Uh, we've seen that throughout history. A lot of people out there are like, you can't protest. And it's like, you do realize that this is our country... This country, the United States of America, was literally built on a protest. They had a little tea party. You know? Come on. So, uh, I'm, I'm glad to see this. I know it's going to cause a bit of a, a bit of a problem. Uh, and unfortunately, some of these concession workers are probably going to be out of, of, uh, 
they're not going to get their wages, obviously, as they go on strike. So, so hopefully they can come to, to an agreement uh, and make things safer for the workers. But again, we, we can't just let COVID be spreading like crazy. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad to see people actually standing up for that. Uh, and one more common sense thing I want to talk about is, is live shows versus live sports. So live concerts uh, have actually been getting a bit of flack lately. And this is one of those double-edged swords and hypocrisy that we often talk about uh, when, it, when it comes to certain things. And this would be one of those. Uh, because the same people that are complaining about live concerts and, and, and the potential for, for, for the spread of COVID at those live concerts uh, are, are the same people that don't, don't say anything when it comes to live professional sports. Uh, and here's the difference. We have spent two years, because a lot of people don't want to do their civic duty, close to two years where a lot of bands, and if you're not familiar with the music industry, uh, most bands make the majority of their money off of touring and doing live shows. That's, that's how the business works. It's unfortunate, but that's how the business works. So A lot of musicians have spent a year and a half to two years unable to do these things. They have every right to now come out and try to make money. However, on the other side, professional athletes... Uh, who were still able to play their sports and get their salaries even during 2020 when the pandemic was at its height. Yes, it, sports were stopped for a little while, uh, but they came back and they found a way to do it, maybe without crowds, whatever whatever else. Uh, they got all their money. So those people complaining about live concerts are not complaining about the millionaire professional athletes and the potential spread of COVID there. And like I mentioned, University of Texas, the stadium down there, 100,000 people, less than 5% of them wearing masks from any of the shots I could see there. Professional athletes, rich. Most musicians, not. That's the difference. And that's the hypocrisy we see like crazy around this country. So don't give that a direct comparison because it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Everyone has it. And they're saying people are like, I don't want to wear masks. I have the right to not wear a mask. Well, they have the right to play a fucking concert as well. All right, entertainment news. Uh, this is something... That I'm trying to add in every week, and uh, it's kind of what I'm currently listening to. A little recommendation for you. Last week we talked about Catbite. Uh, lately, over the past week or so, I've been listening, and I've been listening to them for a long time. Uh, not new to me, but I want to mention them. is is a band called The Drowns. Uh, it's v- quickly becoming one of my favorite bands. Uh, they have t- currently have two albums out. They released an album in 2020. If you remember my my top 10 albums of 2020, they were actually number one. Uh, that would be their Under Tension album. Uh, they're a band out of Seattle. Fantastic band. Can't recommend them enough, especially if you're into the punk rock scene. Uh, they have also finished an album, uh, finished recording an album, uh, so that should be coming out sometime over the next couple months. They are also on uh, Pirates Press Records, which love Pirates Press Records. That's the One Family, One Flag sticker right back there on the wall. Uh, great, great record company. Uh, that's where Barstool Preachers are currently on there. I believe they're moving on to a bigger record uh, record label soon. Uh, but but big fan of Pirates Press Records as well as The Drowns. So check them out if you're looking for something new to listen to. All right, more entertainment news. Disney Genie Pass. I actually had this held over from last week. If you're not familiar with this one, uh, Disney got rid of the Fast Pass access, uh, which was a free thing you could do to, to get through lines quicker. Uh, not only did they eliminate that, but they have implemented something uh, called the Genie Pass, which uh, is available at an additional cost. If you haven't been to Disneyland in the past 20 years or so, uh, you might not be aware that it will cost you uh, thousands of dollars to take a family of four to Disneyland. You're probably going to need to get a second mortgage on your house. Uh, they constantly raise prices. Uh, I, I honestly don't know how people afford to to go to Disneyland. Now, I was spoiled for a very long time there. 
uh, being an employee of Disney, a management employee of Disney, had my Silver Pass. Just got myself in there for free. A little fat discount uh, when buying food and, and merch at Disneyland. Uh, but it's, it's vastly becoming more and more difficult for families, uh, middle-class families, to, to take a vacation to Disneyland. Like, I, I joke, but it's almost serious. You've got to take out a second mortgage on your house. You gotta get a loan to, to be able to take your family to Disneyland or save for like five years and then you get one, you know, two day trip to Disneyland and it's thousands of dollars just to take your family to to a theme park. I'm old enough to remember and I grew up in Southern California, old enough to remember when you, you used to you used to be able to go to Disneyland on like a Saturday and you paid like twenty bucks. You got into Disneyland. We, we when I was a teenager we did it all the time. It, I grew I grew up in San Diego, but it was like an hour and a half to Disneyland. We'd plan, we'd get up early. You know, you pack a bunch of friends in the car, and we all just go up there. It's like 20 bucks each. Now, $100, dollars $300 to be able to go to the parks. And that's just to get in. Now they want to charge more for this Genie Pass. Quickly becoming more difficult uh, to take a vacation there. But here's the other thing I will point out is, and there's been an uproar. A lot of people are very upset about this. There's been an uproar. Uh, and and I, always, I always hear things kind of insider things because my wife is in the theme park industry uh, not with Disney but she's in the theme park industry themed entertainment industry uh, and she pointed this out and I, I really kind of already knew it she says it's not going to matter people are still going to pay it Dis- Disney's not their bottom line's not going to suffer they can continue to increase their ticket prices the prices of everything else each year and people are still going to pay it won't matter in the end alright James Corden that's that like I think he's a karaoke dude or something. I don't really know much about the guy. I know people enjoy him. Uh, but he was in the news recently. Uh, and and right, I was happy to see that people were kind of like, what the hell, dude? He does this thing where apparently they stop traffic. He's out there with the cast of Cinderella. Because we needed another live-action Cinderella uh, that's an Amazon Prime original or something like that. I don't know. My, I have a feeling I'm going to end up watching the damn thing with my, my wife and daughter. But I'm not looking to go watch the damn thing. But they do this thing where they stop traffic. In the middle of traffic, they stop it and they start dancing in the middle of the street. Stopping traffic. And if you haven't seen this clip, uh, don't bother looking at it. I will tell you, uh, James Corden is wearing a, a rat costume and goes up to one of the cars and starts hip thrusting at the car. Yes. Like in a very sexually innuendous way, which I have no problem with. That's fine. But here's the thing. Imagine you're just trying to go to work on like a Monday morning. And here's James Corden in a rat costume hip thrusting at your car when you're just trying when you're late for work. And I saw it and I was thinking like, man, I just if I was in that car, I'd be like, can I just get my fucking breakfast burrito? I just I just want some breakfast. We're holding up traffic in Los Angeles too. <laughs> if you if you've never been to Los Angeles or never heard of this, just let, let me let me fill you in. Uh, traffic in Los Angeles sucks. So imagine. You're sitting in traffic. You know traffic sucks. You live in Los Angeles, and suddenly some giant rat is hip-thrusting at you when you're just trying to go to work. I was happy to see that a lot of, uh, a lot of social media was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I, I could see in, like, a small town where you're like, okay, I'm just going to take this side street. I don't need to see this. No, in Los Angeles, you're stuck in the middle of hundreds of cars, and suddenly some dude's hip-thrusting at you, dancing in the middle of the street. Some people enjoy it. And I will admit, my wife was like, no, I would have loved if that was me. And I was like, yeah, unless you were late for something. And Because my, my wife freaks out. She can be five minutes late for something. And she's like, "What? I'm so late, I'm so late. It's, like, it's Los Angeles. Nobody's on time for anything here. So you were 
You know, we'd be like going to a party. And it's like, you, like you know, you know, you, you know, we can be like five minutes late. It's no big deal. Not you know, it's okay. But she was like, no, I'd love it. And I was like, not me. Be honking on the horn like, shut up, rat. And and it's not just James. It's like a whole cast of people out there dancing and singing and shit. It's like I don't care. I just want to go to work. Just want to get my breakfast burrito. All right, a couple more fun things here. Hello, Mega Tour. As I mentioned, I was at Dodger Stadium on Friday. God damn, was it a good time. Uh, and there's one thing I didn't really love about it, but it's just the nature of what's happening. Uh, I will say we got there. I was very worried about getting there on time. Uh, I sprung for the preferred parking. And, of course, I've been sitting on these tickets for two years. Uh, I've mentioned this a couple times on the podcast because I've had these tickets for almost two years. I bought them, like, September 19th, 20. 19 so it's like a couple weeks short of two years of sitting on these tickets bought seven tickets uh my wife my sis laura and myself uh some some pit tickets and then i because i was in front of a computer bought uh four tickets additional tickets for some friends uh who were who were sitting up in the seats a little less expensive on those tickets uh well worth the preferred parking well worth the pit tickets i remember my, my wife was like man these tickets are expensive i was like trust me it's gonna be worth it what, do we really need preferred parking? Trust me, it's going to be worth it. And sure enough, this this happens a lot in my house. It's like, oh, you were right. And like, yes, no. And I'm not saying, I'm I'm rarely right, but when it comes to certain things like that, it's like, trust me, it's worth the extra like 15 bucks or whatever for the preferred parking. It's worth the 300 and some dollars for the pit ticket. You know, and because the, the other tickets I bought were like $60 tickets plus fees. And we're like, you know, because after Weezer, so it was Interrupters, I, I love interrupters. That's why I was worried about getting there on time. Well worth the preferred parking to make sure we're there on time, you know. Interrupters Weezer, who I was kind of excited to see, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that. But after Weezer went on, it was this Fallout Boy. And I know they have a big following, and I, I'm not saying I dislike Fallout Boy, but I was like, ah, we don't really need to see Fallout Boy. Uh, my wife and, and my sis, all three of us were kind of like, eh, let, this will be time to go get food and a drink and everything else. Uh, so we're like, let's go see them in the seats. Trudging upstairs. <laughs> like... We're being like, they're in section 14 RS. This is like the reserve level. So we start going upstairs and we're looking like, oh, flights upon flights of stairs to get up to them. Well worth the pit tickets. Now, I will say, seemed very enjoyable. Everyone up there was having a good time, not just friends of ours. But, but you know, I, I was quite happy that we were uh, right next to the stage, right in front of the stage, uh, especially for interrupters because there wasn't a huge crowd. and It was great. We didn't have to be shoulder to shoulder with people and able to get really close and see Amy right there and the rest of the interrupters. You can see these pictures on my Instagram. Uh, some of them as well. Uh, probably more coming. i got to sort through some of mine, but my, my wife and, and others had posted photos that should be tagged with my Instagram or my Facebook, all those kinds of things. Um, uh, and I will say, truly epic experience. Just utterly awesome uh, to turn around and, and look, because we're, you know, we're at the stage, so all the seats, you know, the high, it's a stadium, it's a baseball stadium. So you look up, and at one point I turned around, I was like, holy shit, and you just see this, thousands upon thousands of people it's probably like that stadium holds 55,000 people uh, so I'm gonna guess there's like 40,000 people at this concert fortunately not everyone masked but but a large amount of people masked I'm masked the whole time like I mentioned earlier in the episode uh, with the exception of being way off to the side and eat some nachos and, and way off to the side and drinking a beer uh, I was masked the whole time no messing around when it comes to that uh, so truly epic but I will say I, I did feel a little bit old fallout boys fan base I think skews a little bit younger uh, but I also felt old in a good way because I was kind of like, you know, and this is why I was a little not as excited to see Weezer as I was with Interrupters and Green Day. 
Uh, I've been a Green Day fan since Dookie. Uh, and I, I enjoy Weezer. I loved the Blue Album back in the 90s, and I've been an Interrupters fan for years. They're much newer, uh, obviously. Uh, big fan of theirs. Uh, but I will say, when Weezer came out, I was like, okay, because they have newer stuff that I haven't really listened to. But sure enough, they played a ton of songs off the Blue Album. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, I, I, I doubt they're going to play Surf Wax USA. And like halfway through the set, they had a big LED screen in the back, and I could see little animated surfers coming across, and I was like, I turned to my wife and sis, and I was like, oh, shit. And sure enough, and I was like, here it is, it's Surf Wax USA, and plenty of songs off of the Blue Album. Uh, and the same thing went for Green Day. Now, a lot of American Idiot, which I I own all of the Green Day albums, I Big fan of theirs, have been for a long time. Uh, but t- a ton of Dookie songs. Which Dookie is uh, really the album that propelled them. It's their third album, but really propelled them into the into the stratosphere of, of you know, punk and punk rock and alternative. Uh, it's a lot, of, a lot of people my age, that is one of their gateway albums uh, when it comes to ska and punk. Uh, I was into Rancid before Green Day, but that really kind of helped propel me along further and getting into a lot of other bands in the 90s. Um, so, so I was really grateful to hear that, but I did feel a little bit old because I was like, oh man. And, and e- even Billy Joe pointed it out. He's like, who's been a fan since the nineties? And we're like, a bunch of us are like, yeah. And he's like, I like to call that the middle school fans. And I was like, yeah, started listening to green day in middle school. <laughs> like, uh, so that's just how it was. I was real happy to hear that. Uh, there was some lack of pit etiquette. I will say that. I think when you get these bigger shows and people that are just trying to go to a stadium and see these things, uh, there was definitely some lack of pit etiquette. I had to I had to hold the pit a little bit there, kept erupting right behind me, uh, you know. And I'm my wife, who's not used to these these pits and stuff. My sis is, you know. We go to a lot of shows together, but I still because I'm taller, I tend you know, and anyone shorter than me, I tend to kind of hold the line. Uh, so we had we had a little bit of that going on, but I will say there was also a lot of good pit etiquette. I was seeing people get picked up in the circle circle pit. I was seeing other people holding the line on the pit. Uh, so there was some of that, but uh, it, it, you're lacking that compared to to club shows where everybody in the punk scene is very much into the pit etiquette. You know, pick someone up, girls to the front, which is a saying, uh, you know, uh, hitting the rail. Like all those are just sayings when it comes to those club shows. Uh, so I will say I, I, I had a lot of fun, uh, but I do prefer the smaller shows. I'm, I'm not going to find myself going to a lot of these stadium shows uh, although really with, with the kind of, uh, with the kind of bands I follow and such, there's not a lot of those, you know, maybe, maybe in an amphitheater, uh, it's like the biggest, but these stadium stuff, it's, you know, I'm not out there seeing, uh, like Beyonce and Taylor Swift and Kanye or whatever else I'm seeing these kind of smaller punk bands, uh, highly recommended if you get the chance to, if, if you, as much as I'm like, I prefer the smaller shows, highly recommend it. Cause it is one of those kind of once in a lifetime experiences, uh, the merch lines were out of hand. I was unable to get get my shirt. I'm hoping I'll be able to order a a Hell Make Tour shirt, uh, but it was like a two hour wait in merch lines. I was like, really? And that's the thing when you have so many people and there's merch stands like all around the stadium. There's even a couple outside still. Like two hour wait just to get some merch. And it's like, ah, I'm not gonna. Even during Fallout Boy, while I was eating off to the side, I kept watching the merch line. I was like, well, clearly this is gonna die down, and there'll just be like ten people, and I can go, no, no, couldn't even do it. All right, speaking of shows, uh, coming up this weekend, this coming weekend, uh, this or this next weekend, however you want to look at it, uh, is Punksylvania. 
out there going on in Pennsylvania. Uh, brought to you by Riot Squad Media. We we love Riot Squad Media and the Pennsylvania crew out there. Uh, so if you have the opportunity, I believe there are still tickets available. If you're in the area, uh, I would love to be there, but unfortunately, I'm not. I'm not flying anywhere right now. I'm just not doing it um, for safety reasons. But if you're in the area, make sure you check out Punksylvania. I wish I could be there. Uh, I will be eagerly awaiting some photos and videos. Uh, I know Jimmy from uh, Morning Buzz with Jimmy is going to be out there as, as, as well as uh, 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 Laura and, and the whole Riot Squad Media crew, Terry, uh, and everyone out there along with all the great bands that are playing. So, so I'll be looking forward to that. And if, if you have a chance to go, 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 go check it out. Uh, as much as I would like to be at Punks Camp Punksylvania next weekend, uh, I will actually have the fortunate privilege of going to Brew Ska Ska. That's right, Brew Ska Ska. Uh, it's the Brew Ha Ha event that happens every year, and they, they renamed it Brew Ska Ska this year because it's uh, all ska bands going on there. Uh, so I will be down there in Orange County uh, at the Brew Ska Ska Festival. I believe tickets are still available if you're in the Southern California area and want to check that out, or if you're already going, uh, keep an eye out for me. You'll be able to find me, Purple Hair. Should or might be wearing a hat, but you'll be able to find me. I'll throw some some go tell to the wall stickers your way, uh, and if there's a good chance I'll be hanging out at the Punk Rock Saves Lives booth quite a bit. Uh, and even if you don't catch me there, make sure you check out the Punk Rock Saves Lives booth. Uh, and I am ridiculously excited to see Less Than Jake, one of my all time all time top three favorite bands. Uh, and weirdly, because of scheduling conflicts, I've been at festivals where they were playing, but I was all, was there a different day, like multiple times over the past couple of years. I haven't seen them since 2003. I haven't seen them live since 2003. There's another band. I own every single album of theirs. Immediately buy new albums when they come out. Uh, have paid for the the bought tickets for the, the couple of their live streams that have happened since COVID uh, started. Uh, but but I'm really most looking forward to to seeing um, to seeing Less Than Jake uh, in addition to all the other fantastic bands that are going to be playing Bruce Goss So if you're out there, look for me. Find me. Say what's up. Give you a little fist bump. Throw you some Go Tell to the Wall stickers. All that good stuff. Uh, maybe enjoy a little beer with you, because it's also a beer festival. Uh, although, uh, like I like I said, and that's the thing too with Hell Omega. A lot of a lot of people couldn't handle their substances, uh, and I think that led to the lack of pit etiquette at times. Uh, and I will say this: I always say this, especially with festivals. You know, it's a little less likely with club shows where you're going to see like three bands and you're there for a couple hours. Uh, but with these all-day festivals, it is a marathon, not a sprint. Pace yourself. Uh, but like I said, I will be out there at Brew Ska Ska. Uh, this coming Saturday, September 11th. So hope to see many of our listeners out there. I know Tom's going to be out there. Uh, I'll be out there with my sis Laura, uh, and I believe Adam, who is also a good friend and fan of the show, should be out there volunteering with Punk, Rock's Sa Punk Rock Saves Lives. All right, on that note, that is going to do it for us. Uh, make sure between episodes you are following us on all the socials. Uh, one of those would be facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's right, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Also, head on over to YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, for all of the great video content, uh, beer reviews, parenting playlists, mental health Mondays, all that good stuff. And, of course, all of the video feeds from each of our episodes, Common Sense Sundays, and the original Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. And that would be youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall. YouTube.com slash go tell it to the wall. Of course, my own personal Instagram, which is at SoCalShawn at S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N, at SoCalSean. Uh, follow me on the Instagram if you're an Instagram user. And, of course, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com, uh, which will also give you access to our Patreon page as well as our merch website. All of it right there on SeanO'RourkeLive.com. If you remember nothing else, just remember SeanO'RourkeLive.com. It'll link you to all those things 
uh, including our YouTube channel, our Facebook, Instagram, all that great stuff. Uh, so hope to to see many of you following over there. Make sure you're also sharing this podcast with your friends. Subscribe, share it, tell some friends, do all the things. Please, uh, we're always wanting to grow our audience. All right, on that note, this has been episode 56 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall, hosted by me, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you're going, and no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense. <laughs>